Angela Fazio is an industry powerhouse who has overseen 40,000 homes sold and 9 billion in production. And Kristen Cantrell is one of the nation's most accomplished team leaders, helping thousands of agents build their businesses. They are passionate about educating, encouraging, and empowering moms in real estate. Our next episode starts now. Good morning. I'm Angela Fazio. I'm missing my partner in crime, Kristen, because she is busy today. But I am so excited to introduce all of you to Taylor McKenzie Williams, who is a realtor in Pennsylvania. And um, I love her story. She struggled with shyness at the beginning of her career, which held her back a little bit, but she's overcome that. And one of my favorite things that she says is when life knocks you down, it's the perfect position to pray. So welcome, Taylor McKenzie Williams. Please give us a little background about yourself. Good afternoon. Um, I'm Taylor Williams. I am 29 years old. I've been in real estate for about six years now. And I have three small children, nine, four, and two. So I literally, um, essentially a stay-at-home mom, but I'm also a working mom. So I found a balance between being a mom, being a wife, and being a realtor, and I absolutely love it. That's awesome. I love your story about just how you struggled with shyness in the beginning of your career, and it took you a little while to get going. I think that's really encouraging to tell our audience, like, how did you overcome that? Like, tell us a little bit about that. Well, honestly it was probably like an epiphany went off in my head one day and I was like, what are you afraid of? Are you afraid to make some money? Like that, that's the only thing that could come from you selling real estate and all they can say is no. Um, and once I got past that and I became more knowledgeable, um, reading your documents, knowing the process, being able to talk to people about the home buying process, about the home selling process. Once you're confident in that, that confidence exudes. And that's really just how it started. And it just, it just went from there. Was it that, were you always shy and in, in that this helped you to overcome that? Or was it just in the career, not having the confidence? I think it was more so just in my career, my business. Um, I, I was always like, you know, friendly person, had friends. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say I was shy in my personal life, but when it came to business, I wasn't confident in it. So when you're not confident, it shows, um, it mm -hmm. shows in your actions, it shows in your work ethic. And once that changed, it it changed everything. Honestly, it changed everything about my business, about my personal life, and I just went from there. Yeah, so one of the things that um, you had said is, you know, when you started, you thought, and a lot of real estate agents think this, but real estate, hey, deals are just gonna fall in my lap. Like, what was the turning point? Like, how did you, what did you, what did you do differently to make things, because your business is really blown up. We have a great business with three little kids. Like, I, honestly, it's only by the grace of God that I that I'm here. Um, but most importantly, what changed was realizing that okay, these deals aren't going to come to me, so I have to come to them. How can I, how can I flip this narrative here? So utilize your social media. I know when you're in real estate school, they say call your sphere of influence. But in my mind, I'm like. I don't know if my sphere of influence really wants me to sell them a house. They know everything about me, you know, from when I was a kid till now. But really utilizing social media and use it for what it is. Um, reach people, reach an audience you won't be able to reach on, you know, on a daily basis when you're walking outside your door, when you're driving in your vehicle or in the grocery store. So utilizing social media, being more open to conversation, networking and asking questions. If you see another agent that's doing well, ask them or he or she how they did it and be you. Um, being me, 
um, not being, I think I had this idea that all real estate agents wore suits and drove luxury vehicles and, you know, that's how they showed houses. And there are some that are like that, but that wasn't me. Once I found my lane in what I was good at, that's what did it. Yeah. You know what? That's so wise. When um, Chuck and I first started in, in real estate, like he, if you ever meet him, he's does never, he never wears a tie ever. He doesn't have one long sleeve shirt at all. So sometimes he, like we would show homes and he'd be wearing like just always t-shirt and jeans. And you know what? People were cool with that because that's who you is. You know what I mean? I think that's a really wise message to say, and we've talked about this on the show before, but the importance of being authentically you because you want to attract the people Absolutely. who, like, if you act like someone you're not, you're going to attract people you don't even like. <laughs> but if you yeah. act like who you are, you're going to attract the people who like who you are. So it's going to make your whole career and your life better because you're working with people who already like you. Yes. And so you how do you wear a mask for so long? You can only exactly. wear a mask for so long before it falls off. And you're like, wait, who am I? What am mm -hmm. I doing here? And, I, and, and then you don't know how to play the role anymore. So being yourself attracts the business you need. If people don't want to work with you, that's great. That's the business that you didn't need. Um, it's perfect, honestly. Thank you. It's it's a headache we didn't need at this time. So just be yourself. That that's, that's my key. I agree, Taylor. I was just talking to this most beautiful lady yesterday, and she's got an incredible personality. And like immediately, you know, that's one of those people that you just like to talk to. And mm -hmm. she is afraid to to show that to people. And I'm like, girl, you are missing out on what God has for you in this business. There are so many people out there who want to work with you just the way you are. I wish I could unzip women and like stuff that into them. Like what a tragedy to hide how God made you mm -hmm. because you think you need to be something different. Once that, um, that veil comes down and that's unzipped, there are so many possibilities on the other side of fear. Um, my mom is a very boisterous, lively person, always has been, and I was always the complete opposite of her. But I realized that it's okay if I'm me, I just have to work how this is me, work this in my lane, how I talk to people, how I attract people. Um, I've been told I have a gravitating energy. So people usually gravitate towards me. So I utilize that. And and it goes from there. There are, um, I have business right now where, referred to me from people who were my mentors when I was in middle school. Um, wow. Because, you know, social media, they still follow you. They still keep up with your life. They see I have children. I'm married, all these different things. And these aren't all, um, I guess, markers of so much success because some people don't want all of those things. However, um, my client said to me, they said you were an awesome person and you ran an awesome business. And that stuck with me because I'm like, wow, I've yeah. known people since I half of my life and they still know that about me. And that's still who I want to show the world who I am. So to know that I was like, wow, that's awesome. That's that's wow. so awesome. what a what a the highest compliment for someone to say that of you who knows you for so long. That by far that that I was I was I was lost for words like I was I was just lost for words. So, so is the greatest source of your business now coming from social media? Social media and referrals. Um, okay. I did, you know, you, you run some ads, you run different things like that. But most of my business is referral business and social media. And honestly, just getting out of my comfort zone, I made a, a rule with myself. I would put 20 business cards in my purse. 
and I had to give them out before I can come back in the house. That was just something I made with myself. I didn't tell my husband. I didn't tell my children. I didn't tell even my friends. But that was something that I made a goal to myself. And people remember that. Um, I call myself the tailor-made realtor. And people call me that outside when they see me. So it's something memorable. Um, when people remember you, if they haven't purchased a house from you in five years or 10 years, they'll say, oh, I work with this one agent. She was great. Here, here's our information. And I keep up with my clients throughout the years um, on the anniversaries um, of their home buying or their home selling process. Um, I send them a gift, um, check in with them. How's the house going? How's everything going? People want to know you're human and people want to know that you care. If they think they're just another commission or they're just another dollar, it's it's not genuine. It's so not one of the things that you just said is um, really important for our audience to hear. So the National Association of Realtors puts mm -hmm. out statistics every single year. They're awesome to read. If you've never read them, you've got to yeah. find them every year. One of the statistics that has stayed really constant my entire 20 years in real estate, so probably forever, is that only 4% of real estate agents keep up with their past clients. Wow. Only 4%. So if you think about that, I don't care how awesome you are as a real estate yeah. agent. If you don't keep up with them then they're going to forget you. It's Absolutely. human. And so I heard you say that on their anniversary, you're going to like, hey, how's the house? That is extraordinary. You are part of 4%. And I tell these, I have told thousands of agents over my 20 years that I've coached and mentored, listen, if you do nothing else, you need to keep Absolutely. in touch with your past clients and the people that you know that already trust you. Absolutely. So tell, tell the audience, other than like, um, touching base with them on their house anniversary or whatever, what else do you do to keep in touch with your past clients? Well, more so um, when I send my mailings out, I make sure I include them. When I have a buyer that is looking for a home that may have been a home that I sold to someone in the past, they may be looking to move. They may be looking to um, move into a bigger home. They may be looking to move out of state. I'll reach out to them and say, hey, I have buyers that are looking for a home in your area with the same criteria. Are you looking to move or sell or do you know any of your neighbors that are looking to sell? That lets them know like, wow, she still remembers the house I bought, the neighborhood I bought it in, how many bedrooms. Um, she knows my kids' names. That's important. People want to know they're important. When you go to the grocery store, when you get your hair done, when you get your nails done, you want people to say, hello, how are you doing today? You want people to care about you mm -hmm. and to genuinely care about you. And when people see that, that's how you increase your business. So how do you keep track of that? Do you remember everything or do you write no, down? We have lovely CRM systems. Yes. Do all of this. Um, I'm, I, my friends will tell you, my family will tell you, I literally sometimes have an attention span of a gnat. I'll forget what I'm doing. So CRM, the calendar in my phone, my husband, my friends, the reminders to do certain things, it keeps me on track. And I keep a note, um, a note on the front of my phone that I keep active to just things to do today. And I make sure I check in my CRM. I make sure I'm checking my calendar. So just keep that muscle memory to remember these things. And no matter how great my business grows or how much I'm producing or all of these things that I'm still saying true to how I was able to grow that business. Yeah, for sure. That's wise. So one of the things that you had talked about with me is the struggle for balance, which we, we talk about every single show because there's not a person out there that has this perfectly balanced life. So tell, tell us like some of the things that you're putting into your life to keep, keep things balanced according to you. 
Well, first I would say having separate phone numbers for your business and your personal life is key. Really? Yes. Um, I believe it's key. Granted, there are times where sometimes I'm so enthralled in my business that I'm texting my clients for my personal number. And at that point, I'm not upset or anything like that. But keeping that balance. So when you're on vacation with your family, when you're out to dinner, you can kind of separate the two um, for certain time frames. I'm not a nine to five agent at all. Um, I don't think any of us really can be at any point, but I'm not a nine to five agent. So um, I just make sure I'm mindful of my time back when I'm with my family and when I'm with my children. And when my children have to ride with me to do showings in the car, I try to make it memorable. We're singing, we're playing I Spy, um, we're getting donuts and ice cream after it's because they were such great assistants for the day. That is what keeps the balance. And it's not always mommy's at work and daddy's at work. My in-laws, my parents, my grandparents um, are such a part of my village where I can call them and say, hey, I have a showing in an hour. Am I able to drop the kids off or anything like that? To know that I have all of that support from both sides of my family is it makes my business grow. They are the reason my business is here. I think that um, I think that too many moms um, that I, I encounter in real estate, they put so much pressure on themselves to be like the source for their kids. Like they feel like they're, um, I don't even know what the word is. Maybe like they can't be replaced. And I'm not saying that you should replace yourself, but you should, I think a healthy child upbringing is knowing that there are all of these people in their life that care about them, that are around them, that are, that are part of their, their, their experience growing up. Why put all of that pressure on you yourself? That doesn't even make sense. Cause that's not life. Mm -mm. It's not, it's, it's, you have to, um, put pillars around you so your children can lean on them. Because there are times where you're not going to be able to be that support. I wouldn't be the woman I am today without my stepmother, my mother, my grandmother, the mentors I had in my life. My mother-in-law is awesome. I wouldn't be the woman I am today without those. So it is important for my children to have other people to lean on as well. I'm okay if they want to go spend time with some other people for the day. I'm okay yeah. with that. Because, <laughs> first of all, I'm pretty sure there's work I can be doing. Um, and it lets me know that they're loved. Yeah. I think the balance in being a working mom is that, or am I spending enough time? Or my children love? Do they feel safe? Am I asking enough questions? All of these things. But I feel like when you put certain boundaries and certain pillars in place around you, that really allows you to live authentically in your business and in your life. So, uh, yeah. I heard you say stepmother and the, and the funny thing is, is with today, like with today's, like the way the world is and you know, all the shit, excuse my language that goes on. I think one of the biggest mistakes that women also make because they have that same pressure that they put on them on themselves is they are afraid that there's going to be another woman in your children's life that will replace. And so I have for my kids, I have um, my husband, my husband's ex-wife who is like, one of my kids' other mother, and I have like my ex-husband's second wife, who is like my other kid's other mother, and that doesn't intimidate me. That yeah. bubbles joy up in me that there there are women in my kids' lives that aren't Absolutely. me that can fill the voids that God didn't give me the same talents that they gave mm -hmm. that woman or that woman, and just to open your arms and embrace the other women in your life that mm -hmm. can 
that can feed life into your children in ways that you can't, right? Why be intimidated by that? I was just having a conversation the other day of people who are intimidated by um, other people maybe filling the gaps. Isn't how, isn't that good? That's something to be intimidated by. First of all, you need people to fill in the gap for you. You need people to pray for you. And you need people to, to hold you up. Um, I suffered really bad postpartum after my daughter. So I didn't, I didn't realize how bad it was until I realized how bad it was. And my business suffered. Um, my housekeeping suffered. Everything suffered around that. And the fact that I was able to pick up the phone and call my stepmother, able to pick up the phone and call my mother, my grandmother, my mother-in-law and say, something's not right here and I don't feel good. And I was able to candidly say those things. It was it was great for me to be able to, okay, what do you need to do to get healthy? Because when you're healthy, your children are healthy. When you're happy, your children are happy. It's all a ripple effect. So when I was able to do that and really, really, really realize, like, what, what do I need to do for Taylor, for then Taylor to be a realtor, for then Taylor to be a wife, Taylor to be a friend, Taylor to be a daughter? What does Taylor need? And once I realized that, I mean, granted, it's not easy. Um, setting boundaries and doing different things for yourself, but um, it works. It works for the collective. It and it truly works. So, I I'm a stepmother myself. I don't call myself a stepmother. She was my essentially my first child before I had children. So I think it's important for women to know that your children are loved and they need that love around them. Love children. Um, love on other people. Love children. Grow businesses. Love children built communities. You need children that are loved. That, that's what you need. Yeah. And I don't want anybody, I am not like a typical mom, like I, the textbook mommy. I'm not that, I don't dote over my children. I'm not that like, but I have other women in my life that can do that for my yeah. kids. So they don't, they don't feel a loss. Right. And yeah. you know, we go back to that postpartum thing because too many women try to hide that. Too many women are suffering from like postpartum and then they they feel like inferior because they're experiencing that. So they hide it. And they're and I'm just going to say, I didn't even know this was going to be a topic. But if you're like just having a kid and you know something's wrong, you need to talk about it because that's, that's a real struggle. And yeah, it's not to be ashamed of. <laughs> I had two kids and my children are 16 months apart, my two youngest. So essentially, I was, I was pregnant for two years. <laughs> my husband took on a career change while I was pregnant with my youngest child and spent some time away going back and forth and traveling. So I was essentially a single mom, but I say that to say I still wasn't a single mom because I had such a village. So yeah. I always say applaud women who are truly single mothers, doing it by themselves, trying to figure it out. Um, but I think that, you know, that kind of, you know, I guess increased it a little bit, but coming out of it, you don't realize how much you learn about yourself. And um, what do you mean by that? You don't, when I say you don't realize how much you learn about yourself, you don't realize how when you're down, how when you look back, you're like, wow, I didn't realize I was that strong. Like, how did I do that? Or I can't believe I did that, you know? And you think back and then it's, you almost chuckle because you're like, when I was doing that, I thought I was going to die. Yeah. Or, I didn't know how I was going to get up in the morning. So when you get through that, oh my gosh, it's just like, it's kind of more so like it is a badge of honor to know you can get through it. Um, but it's not like a victim stance. It's like, oh yeah, I had postpartum and I figured it out. We figured it out and we got through it. It was a, it was a collective. And once you're through it, you can help other people get through it. 
Okay. I can tell that your mindset, God has given you such a strong mindset. Like I hope, I hope people are listening. Don't face struggles like they're the end of your life. Face them as a challenge. I love what you said, a badge of honor when you get through that. And God has, give God the glory, a badge of honor that you faced a struggle head on and came out the other side a stronger woman. That's awesome. Yeah. And put people in your life where they're praying for you when you don't know they're praying for you. Yeah. And also be able to reach out and say, hey, I need to vent or hey, pray for me. We'll talk about it later. Half the time I'll text my girlfriends. We don't even talk about it later. Because it's taken care of, mm. it, it, it's done. There's nothing to talk about anymore. So when I say my village, that has contributed to my balance. That has been the key to my business. Sometimes I'm literally driving in the car on a Saturday showing houses for four hours. And the fact that I can say, hey, mom, grandma, family, can someone help me out so I can go do this? <clears throat> that That's how my business grows. That's how. I'm able um, to contribute to my family. That's how we're able to go on vacation. That's how we're able to live. That's how they're able to do extracurricular activities, all things that at one point weren't a possibility. Yeah. That's that's all I would say. I don't want much out of life. I just want my children to be happy. I want to be able to vacation. I want to be able for them to look back on pictures in their childhood and be like, wow, we had so much fun. Or, wow, mom, I remember this. That's what I want. That's what you remember out of life. Life is short and you have yes. to take advantage. You have to take advantage. Yeah, clearly, clearly you are an extraordinary woman. I, you should hear, like, I'm gonna show you some of these. This is, this is my biggest thing. Yes, the village. That is my biggest thing out of today. And we can't forget that. We need to praise God <laughs> right there, right on Whitney. We need to praise God and, and take advantage of the people that God blesses us in our life. Open your heart to them. Make sure that you that you're that you're forming those relationships and giving thanks for the people around you. Um, yeah, seriously, Taylor, that is a great message. I know for a hundred percent sure that you've blessed so many women. Oh, thank you for the opportunity. Your heart today. Um, so, a couple of things, guys. Um, we had the Flourish event in April. That was an amazing women's event, and. Um, <clears throat> We're doing another one November 4th and 5th here in Chandler, Arizona. Um, we're adding to our speakers. Maybe, Taylor, you'll come out and speak That's for us. my birthday us. weekend. Is it? Oh, yeah. man. I'm gonna, I might be able to tear you away and speak my for It's my 30th birthday weekend. Maybe you and your husband can come out and, um, and you can bless us with some speaking. But the Flourish event is November 4th and 5th. Not only do we do a Girl Educate Yourself style um, morning of women speakers. We bring in outside speakers. We This year, we're adding all kinds of excursions. So far, we're like, uh, I think Kristen and I have put together um, hatchet throwing, maybe goat awesome. yoga, <laughs> weird stuff. Really fun. So ladies, um, if you want to reach out to Taylor Williams on her Instagram, she's an extraordinary woman. I thank God for you, Taylor, and for your thank time you. today and your words of wisdom. And uh, talk to you ladies later. Don't jump off yet, Taylor. Thank you.